0: Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Um, Wherever you are in this space of the world, I appreciate you coming back to listen to Really Riley. It's where I like to rant about all things real, Riley, some of the good, the bad, the ugly, and sometimes my goal in life with this podcast is making you go, did that girl really just say that? Um I wanted to start off with a couple of thank yous. You guys, thank you so much for A, listening to the podcast on Friday where I was talking about my baby girl Pink crossing the rainbow bridge. Um your messages Oh my God, we're so appreciated. Even if I just, you know, kind of gave you just a heart or like, because I try not to do that. I try to like actually answer you guys when you message me. It's just that was probably the hardest, if not in the top three pieces of air audio that I've ever done. But I'm glad that I did it um, because it allowed me to heal just a little bit more and also connect with you guys again. Um, So thank you for that. And Hopefully that wasn't too bad because a lot of you guys have said you couldn't get through all of it or you guys, you know, said that, I, you know, I had you crying at your desk at work. So my bad for the tears. Hopefully I didn't fuck up your lashes. Um, So there's that. And also, thank you guys so many for like reaching out and asking me about this interview that I am putting together for this week. That honestly, I've had in the chamber for a minute. I mean, not a minute, but you know, like it, it's been a very, very long time coming for this. And I didn't know at certain spaces of my life that I was ever going to speak to this person again. And it's, some of it was a doozy. Um, some of it was great. So that's going to happen Friday. I know some of you guys have already met like, is it a boy? Is it a girl? Is it, you know, and I'm nope, Friday. (laughs) Um, but today I wanted to talk to you guys about something that I was inspired by, like friends and frenemies. Obviously we know what this is and we've all had one or two or three or five or 50 in my case. Um, but I was talking to a friend that is kind of like on the outs or is basically done with a friend that in my mind, a little bit of heard of it is like a damn frenemy because this person has tried so many different ways to relate to, connect to this person. They've always been so damn negative about things. And it seems as though their relationship is very like my way or the highway. Like one person gets all the benefits. The other one is just kind of there for like therapy. And they're like, you know, So semi be like a rag doll for this other person. And that doesn't sound like friendship to me. So we all know what friends and frenemies means, but I looked up the definition just because, and it's crazy to me when you read them and you put them side by side and then you start listing the people in your lives where you're on the fence about them being friends or frenemies, Man. Like, I was also inspired to do this one because a lot of you guys have reached out and they're like, do you still talk to this person or that person? And then I was also talking to someone else today about, you know, redoing a few things for the website that's coming and maybe even redoing a few things on the podcast. And I was like, well, you know, I like this, but I can't get that audio because I haven't talked to that person in years. And we used to be tight like got tattoos together type of tight and haven't talked to them in a very long time. And that was a relationship that I was like devastated that it fell apart because there was no like fight. There was no downfall. There was no like anything. The only thing I can think of is that my life changed and got better in my mind. But the person that I knew would have been happy for this and damn along the ride. Like, sent him a save the date for my wedding, got no response. And this is a person, like I said, I got one of my tattoos I got with that person. This was someone that was my go to call. And I was that person's for six, seven years. Anytime anything good or bad or exciting or scary would happen, we were on the phone for hours about it. And I don't know that that person is a friend of me. But we're not friends anymore. I mean, I don't wish them ill, and I hope they don't, you know, vice versa. But nothing, nada, no talking, like, you know, any of the good or bad things that have happened to me, marriage, babies, like, losing my job, getting, you know, like, getting my podcast back, any of the great things, bad things, whatever. You know, and also... I hadn't reached out and things that have happened with that person either, but the last time something traumatic happened in that person's life, I did reach out and I got a, thanks, I appreciate that. I'm like, ugh. You know, when you get the whole, I appreciate that, it's like it's like saying thank you, but like not actually meaning it or not having any f- like, f- like feeling behind it. That's a red receipt right there. That is a red receipt, that response. And I'm going to get into that later because, ooh. I hate the red receipt. I Just leave me on red then. Don't give me a receipt. But back to the definitions. So frenemy is, it reads as, an oxymoron of friend and enemy that refers to a person whom is friendly despite a fundamental dislike or rivalry. Could be groups, individuals, or institutions. This term also describes a competitive friendship. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And then friendship is a relationship of mutual affection between people. It is a stranger, a stronger form of interpersonal bond more than an acquaintance or an association such as a classmate, neighbor, worker, or colleague. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Have I ever, like, been in these situations with the colleague situation where everybody's best friends and no, you're fucking not. I mean, some more than others. Like, I've had certain relationships where they started as frenemies, thought it was blossoming into, like, something, you know, maybe even if not ride or die, thought so, but then could have at least been cordial and nope. not after that shit. And then there were some that from jump, I was like, yeah, I don't fuck with you. Got to be frenemies with you, but I don't fuck with you at all. (laughs) For real. I mean, it's funny because I'm not a great frenemy. I don't like I've had to do it sometimes because situations, you know, sometimes you have to do that to be successful in life and be a grown adult and whatever. But like in behind closed doors, it's like, ugh, I can't even don't respect you. Don't respect where you come from like, I'm not even talking about anything in terms of like how you were raised or who you are as a person or what you look like on paper, just how you move and how you are the fakest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm. You know, so there's been several of those through any job I've had. Like ah, when I used to work at like Hooters and Wing House, just the same thing as Hooters. No shade to the company. I made a lot of good money and had a lot of good experience about how to deal with certain situations. Hence why I'm talking about it in that job. I wouldn't change it for the world, but damn, friend friendemies galore. Um. But I, I started thinking about this when I was talking to my friend because whether it's a friend or a frenemy, when you're engulfed and entrenched in and around that person for years, it can be hard to let go, just as hard to let go of a frenemy as it is of maybe a real friend. Because sometimes the toxic friendships are harder to, like, get off of the merry-go-round and, like, your mind is so engulfed and like, Them being nice to your face, and especially the ones where there's like shining moments of like, oh, but they're like a really good person, or you know, they they had these like moments where like I believed in them and I thought it could be great, and you're like, your mind is playing tricks on you, and it's hard to like get out of that. So then, of course, me being me, I looked up another article, and it was from like Psychology Today or whatever. Which some of the articles are like, but I like a lot of these on here. The three types of frenemies, it breaks it down. And the first one on here is the ambivalent relationship. The first type of frenemy is someone you have an ambivalent relationship with. You get some positives out of the relationship, but there's also negatives. Well, duh. Um, For example, you feel competitive with your friend or your friend has hurt you in the past and you've lost trust. You know, that's what's weird about me. It's like once you're in there, in my heart, it's really hard for me to kick you out. Like, you really got to do some damage. You really have to, like, hurt me to my core. You really have to threaten the livelihood of my family, me. You really have to be a scheming, conniving piece of shit for me to say, I'm done with you after I was a friend to you. You know, because when you go through those moments in life, like memories, like big moments, you know, weddings, birth of babies, you know, death, Like you go through those moments with someone that you have hoped that they're more than a frenemy and then you realize, I see you, boo. It's hard. It's hard because you, like, I I saw something on Instagram too, like you should go cleanse your phone at the end of the year, like with pictures that are no longer serving you. Oh, I don't even want to do that. Because the memory lane and the emotional, like, open wounding, if that's even a phrase, that would be for me. Ugh. Can't do it. But. Yeah, so they said what to do about the ambivalent relationship. They said evaluate whether the competitiveness between you could be a positive thing. How? So, for example, they said, is is it about actual achievement rather than just keeping up with the Joneses? What does that even mean? It might be possible to shift your perception of the competitive aspect of your relationship so that you no longer see it as negative or threatening. Huh? Like, I don't get competitive with my actual friends or even really my frenemies. Cause I think that jealousy is a useless emotion. One. I don't like, I think imitation ain't flattery. Go get that candle. House of W by Riley. Um, I, I don't like to play the competitive game just because of the fact that I've always said this, like if there's someone that I think is better than me, then I need to try harder. Or I need to go and figure out a way to make them a part of my team. I don't do the whole, I'm going to be your frenemy" and nah, nah. Like I've tried that a couple of times. No lie to like make things copacetic, but it makes me feel dirty. And at the end of the day, like I said, I'm not good at it. Like people sniff that shit out so fast and they have. Um, so I don't really get that part. But they, the, the next one is speak up at the time when your frenemy says something that hurts your feelings. You can't control their behavior, but you control whether you stick up for yourself. Ugh, see, that was where I was. That's where I went wrong. Um, limit the frenemies access to information and new projects you're working on. Fucked up there. Don't get sucked into disclosing more than you intended. Oh, my God. mess up there, too. Because I'm a very, very open book. Whether I hate you or love you, like what you, what you get is what you get. And all too often you know, from some of the frenemy aspects where I was, like, on the fence about it, like, I would try to, like, relate to that person on, like, an open playing field of, like, here's my cards, like, I'm, you know, letting you sniff my hand, I'm not against you. And then it ended up where those thoughts, feelings, things got twisted, and it just became ugly. But, uh, yeah, on the other side, I understand that because there was also other frenemies that once I figured out, there was no turning this into a friendship I don't even want to be frenemies with you I am like once certain red flags went up and I figured out I was like "Mm -mm, I'm not even gonna attempt (laughs) maybe that was part of my downfall I always say like I'm too real for the world like sometimes that can be shitty but like I didn't defend myself for so long you know when people were saying things to me like in, in situations where they shouldn't have been, like in front of people, thousands of people, like sly shit. Like the front of me is always like that. Oh my god, but like you're so you're so fucking Regina George, like Regina George trying to play like you're sweet, like Taylor Swift. No, and maybe you know, call me a bitch, but I just don't. I can't do the front of me thing. Just yeah. But the second one on here. The involuntary relationship. The second type of frenemy is someone who is part of a circle of friends, a group, a team you belong to, or is a workmate. You could break off the rel if you could break off the relationship, you would, but that would impact other relationships and your participation in a group. (laughs) Yeah, amen. So, what to do? Okay. Any of the suggestions of type one. Okay, evaluate whether it's a positive thing or whether you can shift your mind about. The competitive aspect of the relationship see that's like I did try to do that in some ways but it's like if somebody plays dirty when they're competitive there's no way to shift in or out of that they're just gonna play dirty um and then speak up yeah and then they said you could also try being try winning over this individual (laughs) did that too in the very beginning um Really tried hard. But I don't know that I like that. Perhaps they've gotten into your head that you don't like them and they're behaving badly because of that. Thought that. Um, don't gossip about others with this person. It might come back to bite you. Yeah. If this frenemy is someone who... Stra- <sighs> oh, my God. If this me is someone who is strategically important, consider whether keep your friends close and your enemies closer might be useful, workable strategy. Preach. Um. Yeah, I didn't like the whole trying to win over the individual part of it because I, I actually just said to my friend that was telling me about this today, like the friend that she has, like, you know, they're they're going through it, and I was just like, you don't have to beg somebody to be your friend, and also it just makes you feel like shit when you you don't like what this person's doing to you, you don't like how they make you feel, and then you're gonna like beg for their approval. Like, I just didn't love that. You know, like I am a tough chick, but I definitely want to walk into a situation or at least in this space in life where like you know, I can think of the frenemies thing, that I was like, I don't want to come in guns a-blazing. I really want to try to make this work. I really want to try to be copacetic. But it didn't. And now I'm kind of like, I don't know that I'm about that life anymore. So there's also number three, the long-term frenemy. So this is the third type of frenemy, and it's someone you've known for a long time. What keeps you friends with this person is the sheer length of history you've got together. Conversations with this person may involve them talking exclusively about themselves. And when they say, enough about me, what do you think of me? Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. I have a couple of candles dedicated to that person. Um, What to do in that situation? Consider giving this person the fade. Oh, what's this? For example, select the option of Facebook not to show their updates in your newsfeed. Stop inviting them to group dinners. When friendships end, over two-thirds of the time, it's via fade rather than the big bust-up. Consider saying no to this person when they ask you for favors that are never repaid. See, that's what I think happened to my friend that was an actual friend, or so I thought, for um years and, you know, got tattoos together. That I think that person gave me the fade, but I don't know why. And trust me, I would be so grateful, even if it was hurtful, to hear if there was a reason. But if there is, I couldn't think of it. It's like the subliminal thing isn't my favorite. Like, I will tell you what the fuck I think about you. I am a fighter for sure. And sometimes I get into, you know... I get into negative head spaces because of that fight that I want so hard to make things work. I'm not one that just like slinks away in situations. But I always tell my husband, Marshall, when like we're arguing or whatever, I was like, babe, just be glad I'm still arguing because it's literally the moment when I've got nothing to say to you. That it's just done. There's not a fade. It's not like a slow fade out. It's like either I'm like super passionate about it all in it emotionally and you know invested or I'm just like okay we done and it takes a hurricane of injustice or drama or hurt or trauma for me to get there um they said don't give access to the personal information that could use against you in the future I've had problems with that you know an alternative is to bring up your complaints directly stick to making complaints about their behavior and not criticism about their personality. Oh, huh. you know, like I've found that a lot of frenemies are like narcissists though. So that might be difficult to do. Like, yeah, if you want to get through to them, you could talk about the behavior, but then what happens to the person where you talk about the behavior and they find some way to make it like about you? Like they're, they're focusing on the reaction versus the action. like, yeah, okay, you know, you you totally backstabbed me or whatever, but yeah, I didn't backstab you though, but you made a crazy face when I backstabbed you and then it becomes like all like describing your nose crinkle and like your eyes squint and the way your lips were pursed while they were stabbing you in the back. Well, it hurt though. Well, but you were scrunching your face up, so we should focus, you know what I mean? Maybe not, but yeah. So it says here how to deal with any type of frenemy. The main principle is you need to recognize strategies strategies that aren't working for you. In dealing with frenemies, there's no one-size-fits-all solution, but that it's important to recognize strategies that aren't working and not keep trying those strategies. Yeah, I always go back to that one. The definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. I mean... I don't have time in this life now for frenemies. I'm hoping that's a new wave of life and beauty that I'm walking into in this stage of my everything. Life, career, passions, whatever it is. You know, I think it's crazy because A while ago, somebody had said to me, like, oh, Riley, you know, I never reached out to you because you said on air one time that you were, like, closed off to new friendships because I have, like, my core group of people, which I can barely count on one hand anymore. It's gone down a lot. Um, But I'm, I I was grateful for that because, like, my ride or dies are my ride or dies. And they know the whole story. And there's not anything that would shake that. Because, yeah, we've had, like drag out shit like bad shit happened but we've gotten through it there may have been times that like we didn't speak like I have my one of my bridesmaids I didn't talk to her for two years and now I talk to her like every day sometimes three times a day you know like my bestie in the whole world my bride my matron of honor like she is she's probably the only person in this world that can tell me about myself and I remember one time my mom said like, well, you know, she can say things to you that nobody else can and you'll actually listen. I'm like, yeah, because that woman has never hurt me. And even if she did, she's done so many amazing things, genuine friendship things that she'd get forgiven this life and 16 of the next ones. So it's like, you have to realize what serves you and what doesn't. And I'm not saying being all about you. I'm just saying if it's like, causing you so much energy and you're not getting anywhere no matter how good you try to be no matter how much you try to put into it no matter how much you try to show them your hand and let them know that you're just trying to be the scotty pippen of their jordan fuck that friends 23 is my year to be jordan you can also get that candle (laughs) at uh how by riley couture um shameless plug there um but the talk of frenemies also brought me to, like, the the art of the red receipt with frenemies. Like, I know I said that I was going to touch on that earlier, and uh, I can't stand it when somebody that you're frenemies with and you'll, like, reach out to them in a genuine perspective and they'll give you that red receipt, they'll give you an answer because they don't want to be a screenshot. It's like their biggest fear is being somebody's screenshot so they'll give you like the perfect answer or a one word answer in text because they feel like well they can look like the good good guy thereafter if they say something or they say what they think looks good on paper but not actually what they mean it's so annoying it's just like that friend that will you know take one of your worst moments and give you a red receipt So they don't have to look like the bad guy, you know, like putting a little green heart on my dog that died's tribute in the comments when I haven't spoken to you in a couple months just to look good. Oh boy, you know where I live. You have my address, a card, you know, you've been to my house, you know, my number. You know, my email, <laughs> it's just crazy to me. Like, you know, or there's the one like, oh, thinking about you, oh, bitch, you ain't never been thinking about me ever. Like, <laughs> what you thinking about? Tell me. Uh. Uh-uh. I just, I don't like that when people are inauthentic, especially in the most desperate times of your life, because that's pouring salt in an already open wound. Don't. If it's not genuine, don't. I also had you know a friend of mine that like she had a woman in her life that was having a baby and she was having like difficulties getting pregnant and this person was such a bitch to her. Like it was almost like flaunting the fact that she had babies and this was her second or third whatever. She had ba- she had a baby before and but then it was like when she got pregnant again, it was like she was using that as like a competition like he he i have two kids and you don't it was so gross and you know my friend asked me like i i am she's an amazing beautiful soul and she's like you know i i am happy for her that she's bringing another life into this world you know that's a blessing in any way shape or form but it like hurts me to have her act this way and then maybe the one to like congratulate her you know what i mean it's like there's those people that use Those big moments that how can you be mad at a pregnant woman? Well, you know what? Pregnant people can be assholes too. (laughs) You know, um, every asshole like that, you know, could have had a child before. That doesn't make you like an angel for the rest of your life or for 10 months. You can still be an asshole and be pregnant. And I just basically said like, hey, I know that you want to lay your head on the pillow at night and sleep soundly. And I commend anybody for that. It is the right way to go. It's absolutely the way that you should be is like do the things that you think are right. But don't be a fucking pushover. I was like, you know what? You go to the dollar store, RIP dollar 25 store, still love you. And you get just a generic ass card. And you write in there, congratulations with maybe an exclamation point, not a love, not a sincerely, just a little check. And then you write your name. You put it in the mail because then you don't even have to wait for her red receipts in your phone. Doesn't have to be fake doesn't have to have a bunch of pleasantries but then you can see where you really stand because i bet to any money that person no matter what you say or do is going to find fault with whatever it is and that's why i think it's such bullshit when a friend of me will give you a red receipt in those dark times because then whatever they've said about you or whatever they feel in their mind about you whether they believe their lies or not it's like then it justifies them because they've picked at your scab And, yeah, you have every right to, like, pop off and be pissed off about it. But then they're going to use that and be like, see, see? Like, just don't give me the red receipt. Matter of fact, next person that gives me a red receipt, I'm going to block them. (laughs) So, like, I was also thinking about this because I've been watching Vanderpump Rules. Oh, my God. I would never push you to another podcast, but if you're a fan of Vanderpump Rules, sorry if you're not, I'm going to go into a little something here, but I still got something for you. It all It's all relative. Sheena Shea's podcast with Lala Kent. Oh my God. Honestly, like I've never, I've never been a fan of Sheena. Honestly, she bothers me or she has because she was like, she says herself. These are her own words. I was the OG homewrecker because she had an affair with Eddie Sibrian when she was, he was married to Brandy Glanville of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And now he's married to Leanne Rhimes. Any who's obese. Um, she was like saying to Raquel Levis, the one that just tre- cheated with Sam Sandoval and started this whole scandal that honestly, whether you like Vanderpump Rules or not, you've probably heard about it. She was like, oh, I was the OG homewrecker. And then there was Lala. And then there was you. So like all that, and like when she was in the episodes, like trying to get Raquel or Rachel, or whatever her name is, and that's my real name, so I, you know, I'm not making fun at all, like, her real name is Rachel, and she calls herself Raquel, who cares, Jax, remember him, but, you know, Sandervall's real name is Tom, they call him Sandervall, anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, Um, but she was just going in on it, and, like, speaking a lot of truth about it, and I was like, okay, finally, she was making it about her, which she tends to do, but up until this point, I was just like, ew, like, you're, you're a pot and you know, I know that a lot of times when you're on these shows, you do that because you get more money, the more ratings you get, the more money you get, the more security it is to be like this reality TV star for years and years and years. Um, but I didn't really like her until this. So once you done listening to my podcast, I think it would be a cool listen. Um, but I got to thinking like with that friend group, like how much they've switched up people. Like, everybody that, like, Ariana, the one that just got cheated on by Tom Sandoval, is now friends, like, close friends with Kristen, oh, shoot, I forgot her last name, Dodie. And she, Dodie got, like, was, like, let go from Bravo a couple of years ago when Stassi Schroeder and the two of them got in that whole really bad, like, PR thing. You know, they got canceled, and now they're bringing Kristen back. But it's weird because they're friends now, her and... Ariana, which there was rumors that Tom cheated on Kristen with Ariana. There was, like, a kiss or something light, which you never know with Tom now. But you know what I mean? There, are, Granted, it's umpteen years later, 10, 11 years later, so obviously people can change if they want to. Oh, my God. That's, a, like, <laughs> I always say, like, people don't change. They can change. They just have to change for themselves. They can't change for others. But I, what I mean is that, like, they've changed a lot and they're friends. But it's weird to me. Like... Katie, even Katie, um, Ma- Maloney. Um, I'm like messed up cause she didn't have Maloney Schwartz anymore, but she used to talk about La La the whore and now they're friends and Raquel, like she was definitely a frenemy with her, but I'm wondering who gets like rights to the friend when there's like a breakup or like, whether it's friendship or romantic, because right now, like there's certain people that I kind of stay stand off with because of frenemies that have left my life. And it's not that I have anything against them. I'm like, you're just too close to the situation and I don't want to be a part of that. Like I would never tell them that and be like, you know, you're still close to that person. So I can't be close with you, but it affects my mental health to be around all that nonsense again. And I wonder how, you as the person that's, like, in the middle ground, set, like, figures out who you're going to be friends with. Like, who wins the friends? And then there's, like, the romantic relationships. Like, all of my best friends love and adore Marshall. But if we were to ever, God forbid, and, you know, never, never land, never going to happen land, split up and get a divorce, like, they're coming with me. Period. Like, once upon a time, I had a bestie that's not a bestie anymore that was I was really close with. And like anytime I would break up with a boyfriend, whether it was like a couple of months or something, she was like friends with them. Like would talk on like like Facebook Messenger with them and would chat with them and like I was like, Girl, are you what are you doing? Like you didn't even know that person before you got with me or before I got with them and I was only there with him for like three, four months. So why are you still friends with them? Ew. You know, and it wasn't a situation where she was trying to get with them because she never did. It was almost like, like I don't know, collecting the bones, like bone collecting friends. Ugh. And to me, like at a space, I was like, you got to stop. Like, you can't be friends with me and then go be like talking to my ex and like, that's weird. Like that it, girl code or whatever. But it's like, and I don't think I would do that if it was just like a regular friendship. I think that's just different because it was romantic. But it's just like. That was one time where I was like, yeah, you got to choose. It's my ex-boyfriend. And and he was nobody to her until, like, we were together and then we were broken up. And it wasn't even, like, some tiny relationship. And I sound like a little bit of a hypocrite here because I always say, like, who, like, the person that asks you to choose is the one that you shouldn't choose. Like, if they force you to say, like, me or them then that's probably the one you shouldn't choose. I mean, there are obviously caveats to that. Like, if, you know, Marshall had a girlfriend that was making me uncomfortable and I was like, me or her, it better fucking be me. And that's only because I have wifey and mother of your child status. You know, there's been friendships that he had when we were first together that, you know, didn't make me uncomfortable because I'm secure enough in myself and our relationships – but they went to the wayside. And not cause he not cause of him, but they just kind of fell apart. Was that a friend of me? Does she have a tang for him? I don't know. But I just wonder like what's the rule playbook for how you navigate that? I think too, like if everybody's grown and there's not like drama or disrespect, everybody can stay friends, but it is gonna affect a certain aspect of like how your relationships roll forward and, like, the quality and quantity of your friendships. Because it's like, in this, like, you know, Vanderpump Rules situation, Sheena Shea supposedly, like, got into a scuffle with Raquel. She ended up, like, having a um, potential restraining order, which she dropped after the reunion. And, oh, my God, I can't wait to see that reunion. But imagine... If, like, Tom and Ariana just, like, randomly broke up, not because of a cheating situation, and Sheena was all up Raquel's ass this season so far, who would she choose then? Ariana, who's been her friend for, I don't know, 8,000 years, was a bridesmaid in her first wedding when she got married to that, where she got the Shay from. I don't remember what his name was, Mike. Anyway, and she was a bridesmaid in this wedding, but then so was Raquel. You know, so who would she choose? Would she, like, end up, like, say, like, Tom and Raquel ended up getting together for no reason, no cheating, just because, like, who would you go to? I don't know, like, would she actually, like, would I respect Sheena then, like I do now, for some of the things she's saying? I don't know. I don't know, that's a person that you've been friends with for 10 years, and then they're dating your ex. Like, at that group, it's not, un- it's not un- unheard of, like, to, like, be friends with your ex and be cool with your ex, like, Jax Taylor was on with um, Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live and he was talking. He's not friends with any of the Toms anymore and he even tattooed Tom, Tom and I on his I forget where, but he's talking shit about them and he's saying, oh, but Stassi, like I love her like a sister, you know, like she was a bridesmaid in his wedding for Brittany, his wife. And Britney's like, oh, she's my best friend, even though they had a falling out because they didn't go to Stassi's wedding because of COVID and travel, blah, 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 blah. My apologies, my loves, if this is boring the shit out of you because you're not into Vanderpump Rules. But like I said, it all has a point. Like, how do you navigate that and still be actual friends and not frenemies? I don't know. Because none of my friends currently talk to any of my exes or, you know, actively talk to the people that I'm not cool with. I mean some people that I have like in my inner circle that know more about me than others are still cool with some of my frenemies and that's okay to me because it's not like I'm going to them like with emergencies or like if you know god forbid something terrible happened to my family like they wouldn't be a person I would call you know but do I watch those relationships a little closer like keeping things closer to the chest sometimes yeah so like I said like Maybe when a relationship, whether it be platonic, friendship, romantic, whatever, like falls apart, you don't have to cut it off and you don't have to ask anybody to like, you know, should or get off the pot, be my friend or their friend or that's it. But you keep like what it said in an article, like you keep things close to the chest. I'm just also learning like even with my besties, like even in the spaces of where like I've become really close friends with new people now which is a beautiful thing. Like, I think that like letting go of a lot of the frenemies has opened up my heart. Like before I said, I wasn't down for any more friendships, but now it's like, I'm opening up my heart to new people. Cause there are some still really good fucking people out there. You know, remember I talked about Charmin. I need to find out some other nicknames for a lot of the other people that are like newer in my lives, but really close that I talk to like every day, a couple times a day. <laughs> like I need to come out with like little nicknames for all of them. Cause I feel bad, like leaving them out. My Charmins. Let's just say that. Multiple. But much love to you, Charmin. You're the OG. Um, but do I tell them everything yet? Some of them. Some of them not. And it's no shade to anything. It's just I keep things close to the chest for my own mental health. And not because they did anything wrong or not worthy of it. Because I'm jaded, maybe. Because for me, although I think these people are amazing people because I've known them for just such a short amount of time, Actually, no, it's not them because I know that they're probably going to stay in my life for a really, really, really long time, if not forever. So that's a crapshoot. I think I'm just jaded. (laughs) I think that I just keep things in my head because, not because I don't, they don't like, I don't trust them because it feels better to me to celebrate it later once it's happened than mistrust and give the information or... Like, I feel like for some reason, if I give my whole heart to somebody right away, I'm setting them up for failure, maybe? I don't know. I might be going into 16 different tangents right now. But what I'm saying is, friendships are a lot like what we say about, like, romantic relationships. Granted, there's a lot more forgiveness because, you know, your friends don't have to stick around like a relationship or a marriage really would. But I don't think friendships should be like this guesswork. Right? Like when we always talk about dating, like, oh, if he could, if he wanted to, he will. Same with, you know, the other way around. If she wants to, she will. It's kind of like that with friends. There's almost less obligation. There is less obligation with friends, but there's like more reward sometimes. You're not sleeping with that person. It's just, you know, (laughs) you know, like it's easier to stay even keel with a friend. I don't know. Like, am I wrong in that? That it's just like, sometimes you respect your friends more than somebody that you're in a relationship with. Cause they ain't got ties to you. They're not family. They can just go like, yeah, I just think my roundabout way of saying that like friendships have their issues sometimes, but I don't think they should be that hard. Like for example, the friend that I was telling you about that we didn't talk for two years. it was crazy like because I can't tell you the argument. I mean it I don't I don't I know how it ended. I know the awful things that we said to each other, but I don't really remember what started it, the beginning of the conversation. But then when we came back to center and it was just like you you hurt me. I hurt you. I love you. I miss you. Let's not do that again. Let's not talk to each other that way again. Let's not act that way again. But I missed you in my life. And it was as easy as that, like letting go of the grudge. Because I hate to have like a chalkboard with a tally system on it, but the tally of good way outweighed the tally of bad. So it was easy to come back to center even after two years. So if the tally is teeter-tottering the other way, fuck that. We're too old for this whole frenemy nonsense. There's bigger things in life. I don't know if frenemies are that type of thing where if you let it go and it comes back, it's yours forever. That's real friends. Frenemies just got to go. Like, I'm done not trusting my spidey senses with people. Like, if I open my heart to you, even in the slightest, it means that I'm trusting you. Trust baby. I hear that song from Pink in my head every time I say that word trust. I love that song to death, though. But I think... If the lesson about friends and frenemies is here is like, if it's bullshit, goodbye. Bye-bye. No mas. You don't have to do it. And sometimes, yes, you're caught in the whole frenemy hurricane because it's a work thing. You know, or you have a group of friends where there's that asshole that you just can't get rid of. But you don't got to be close to them. You can be cordial. That's what frenemies are for. Hi. <laughs> and that's about it. No liking on Facebook for your ass. <laughs> i unfollow you. Damn it. <laughs> Well, I hope you guys enjoyed my ramblings today. It's a Monday. What do you want from me? Um, Wednesday, we are going to have um, some more Ask Rileys because you guys have come up with some really, really good ones. And the interview that you guys have been asking me about that I have been super like nervous slash excited and I got even more nervous when I was like editing out some of it. I'm not taking any of the words out. There was just like a couple of glitches in the audio, but uh, like I had fantasized about this during a time where my world was falling apart, that everything I know or knew got like ripped out from underneath me and I was spinning and couldn't figure out what was happening or why. And I was so lost. And it's like this feels like a very strange full circle type of moment, pivot. I don't know. And I'm going to take a deep breath because I think that's why I put it on, like, Friday. Because, like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for Monday. I'm not ready for Wednesday. I'm, like, kind of, like, putting it off as much as I can. But I'm also thinking that this is, like, a really – therapeutic, putting certain things to rest type moment that I needed, that this person needed. A lot of you, you guys, I think, needed because many of you have asked about this a lot. So here we fucking go, friends. <laughs> it's not as, well, it's not as menacing as I'm making it, but I just honestly, I didn't think that this this moment would be here. At, at a certain space in my life, like if you would ask me, if I could go back to that moment in time. Remember when I told you, like, that, like, the last time I hadn't asked Riley, like, what would my superpower be? And I said that that would be to go and revisit, like, some of the great moments. I didn't say anything about revisiting, like, negative moments. But I think this would be one that, because of that moment, I was so devastated and didn't understand the why of any of it. That I wish I could use that superpower to go back to that moment for just a minute. But it's okay because I'm kind of living in it or will be on Friday. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. I'm excited for you guys to give me your take and we got this army. We'll we'll be in it again. (laughs) All right, y'all. I love you. I hope you have a great couple of days and hopefully you come back on Wednesday and, of course, Friday. Um, do me a fave too make sure you leave me a review and tell me what you think and tell the world what you think because a lot of times that's how I'll look at a podcast or listen to a podcast and I also like the feedback I, la- I love it when you guys say like you know what do you do this for or what do you think about this or let's try this differently or like can you talk about this love it when you send me the ask Riley's please if you have a question anything it doesn't matter I'll keep you anonymous if you want I'll say your name if you want Everything and anything is open up for grabs at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Facebook and Instagram. Also follow Really Riley Podcast on Instagram and H-O-W by Riley Couture. That's the candle page if you want to get the 23 is my year to be Jordan or the Imitation and Flattery candle. Um, and there's also a bunch of the other karma collection up there, the one more wrap candle that I did. Thank you guys so much for all of you that have Supported me and kept the lights on with buying the candles. <laughs> um, text line 410-604-8895. And email is really Riley podcast at gmail.com. TikTok is Riley Couture seven. If you follow me there and Snapchat is at radio Recon, but I haven't used that in a while. TikTok is or not TikTok. Twitter is Riley Couture five. Um, love you guys long time. And I will see you on Wednesday. It's really Riley.